Today's Thanksgiving lectionary text may be less familiar because it is only read once in the three-year cycle. This passage is part of a larger speech to the Israelites. Together, they have journeyed far. They can see their destination in the distance, but they are not there yet. These words from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 18, are spoken by Moses from a place between wilderness and promise. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his, commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill, and you have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock, and manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and to test you, and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors, as he is doing today. Please pray with me. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, it is Thanksgiving Day, and the Christmas lights at Kenilworth Union Church have been up for three weeks since November 1st. I know, I know, I am normally a wait-until-after-Thanksgiving person, too, but this year is different. While I would love to pretend for a moment that there is no pandemic and I have never heard of COVID-19, the effects on our lives and our ability to gather today are too glaring to ignore. Perhaps some of us are having virtual Thanksgiving, or perhaps you were able to find a way to gather a small group safely with everyone quarantining ahead of time. Or maybe the empty seats at your table today make it completely unrecognizable from last year. The virus is unrelenting, and we are weary, perhaps even heartbroken. If you haven't yet, consider decorating early for Christmas this year you have the blessing of psychologists who suggest that extending the holiday season, especially the planning and anticipation, also extends our ability to savor these moments. These early Christmas lights shine like teeny glimmers of hope in challenging days. There is some good news. Several promising vaccines are moving forward in clinical trials. Our schools managed to open partially and relatively safely 
Kindergarten teachers are going viral on TikTok for their creativity. Businesses are partnering with communities to make Wi-Fi available to those who do not have access. And many are finding creative ways to connect in safe and socially distant ways, even on Thanksgiving. And these efforts are critical because they give scientists and medical professionals time to find effective treatments that will save lives and will allow us to return to normal. A normal Thanksgiving with all our loved ones gathered around and our favorite foods. This is what we long for. Normal is what we pray for. Can you just make out the end of this pandemic journey on the horizon? I believe it's coming. But for now, we are in an in-between place, a place between our memory of what was and what we hope for. We are on our way, but we are not there yet. Even our vocabulary is in transitions. Pods, pivot, pandemic, coronacation, a misnomer if I've ever heard one, quarantine. Not only do we have Zoom fatigue, but our ears are tired of these two common words. But even so, Liminal is a word I would like to nominate for the top 2020 list because I believe it defines the time we are in now. Reluctantly, we find ourselves existing in a liminal time between what was and what will be. And liminal also describes the place where Moses was speaking from in today's scripture. The Israelites have been wandering in the unfamiliar and harsh wilderness for years, if not decades, hoping to reach the place that God has promised. And this new place is described as a place of abundance with a long list of resources, land and water, wheat and barley, vines and figs and pomegranates, olives and honey, strong stones to build with, hills rich with ore, a place where they will lack nothing. Translated today, that list of hopes might read something like this. For the Lord your God is bringing you out of pandemic isolation, out into the world where the streets are flowing with people and railway lines well with commuters, to a time of parties and pageants, with vaccines and treatments, a time of handshakes and hugs without hesitation, a time when you may dine in a restaurant and go to the grocery store without fear, a time when no one lacks health care, a time when we can worship together in this sacred space rather than on a screen. The Israelites are almost there. They can see it on the horizon, so close, but not yet. And perhaps we can see the end to our pandemic journey, but we are not there yet. These are liminal spaces between what was and what will be. And it is here in the space between memory and hope that Moses cautions them. Take care you don't forget the Lord your God. When you get to this place promised you, when you have built the fine houses and eaten all you can eat and you have become wealthy, don't forget God brought you here, out of slavery, into the wilderness. Even there, God provided. Two years ago, a last-minute trip to the Pacific Coast with our confirmation youth inspired my desire to do more wilderness backpacking. And this summer, a five-day trip to a national park wasn't possible, but the Ice Age Trail in Wisconsin was. So in September, I planned a short trip with a friend. And as I prepared for this first unguided trek, I learned that a big part of backpacking is planning food that is light, non-perishable, and calorie-rich. There are whole websites devoted to backpacking food and recipes, 
all with very punny names like Food for the Soul, S-O-L-E, and Fresh Off the Grid. And though many of these camp chefs tell you to avoid freeze-dried meals, I became fixated on finding a particular brand of beef stroganoff for my trip. Why? Because I remembered how delicious it was after a day on the Pacific coast where we woke to hike at 2 a.m. in order to time the tide. And with headlamps, we carefully made our way over kelp-covered rocks to camp on dry land. And after a grueling day, we sat on logs to eat. A confirmand offered a trade, their mac and cheese, or my mac and cheese, for their beef stroganoff. As we ate, the group gelled, sharing stories about life and faith. The end of the trip was in sight, just a day's hike away. At home, I would never eat, dream of eating dried beef stroganoff. But I remember it fondly because of that liminal time around the campfire beside the ocean when God felt just a breath away. Take care. Moses knows, says Moses, because Moses knows that when your bank account and your belly are full, it is easy to forget that God has provided on the journey. Perhaps it is human nature to be forgetful of God's grace and simple gifts of manna and dried stroganoff once we reach our destination. And so Moses says, remember. In places of abundance, it is easy to forget, but in liminal spaces, perhaps like this one, we are forced to slow down and be patient. Waiting in anticipation for what is to come is an opportunity to reflect and to remember. How did I get here? Where do I find my strength? Where do I see hope on the horizon? And gratitude arises often out of this remembrance. In March, children's ministry, along with the entire world, moved online. On the verge of spring break, with many plans canceled, Greta Connor, Katie Lancaster, and I offered a daily lunchtime story. It wasn't fancy. We said hello to one another, then we read a picture book, usually a silly one, that made us laugh. We ended with a lunchtime prayer. You know, the familiar prayers, God is great, God is good, thank you for the food before us. We used familiar graces. And several of these families have shared these prayers for today's worship service in our Entering in Children's Moment that you can find on YouTube. Day after day, when our normal routines were disrupted and we were just learning how to Zoom, we showed up to give thanks to God for the simple gift of food and friends at our tables, extended online. Months later, I can tell you whose favorite food is tom tomato soup, who eats spaghetti almost daily, and who loves granola. What we found in these prayers for our simple meals was the daily assurance that even in the most uncertain times, even in a pandemic, God is with us. Tables are the epicenters of gratitude. They are the place where we encourage our third graders to talk about their highs and lows and practice reciting the 23rd Psalm. They are the places where college students arrive with a newfound appreciation for familiar food after dorm life. Tables are where we sit down with our spouses to discuss finances, moves, and career changes. They are the places where we look forward to gathering with our friends and extended family for Thanksgiving. Perhaps our tables are yet another liminal place where we slow down, savoring food and family, 
Here at the table is the threshold where crops from the earth become a feast that nourishes the journey. For these gifts we give thanks to God, heeding Moses' words to care, to take care, to remember what God has done as we anticipate what is to come. The communion table, especially, is a liminal space between heaven and earth. Christ's table welcomes us, connecting the socially distant, the quarantined, the joyful, the weary, the heartbroken, and the beloved saints who have gone before us. Here we gather across space and time. Here in the place between memory and hope, we prepare to unite our voices in praise and thanksgiving. Please prepare your bread and juice. For in a moment, we will gather together at this liminal table in a liminal time. We will heed Moses' words to not forget God who has brought us here today. We will remember the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And by the power of the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will gather together. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 